0: This is a HeadGum Podcast.
1: Welcome to Buckets. My guest today loves milk. Please welcome to the show, Billy Scafuri. You're getting bucket buckets.
0: We are now at that point where yeah. there's no credit that hasn't been said.
1: What else can I say about you at this That's point? like
0: a boring fact. <laughs> Like, imagine someone listening to this for the first time being like, I've got to hear what this guy's got to say. He likes milk.
1: (laughs) I think that's now a unique opinion in America. (laughs) You're drinking a full glass of milk.
0: I just got married and my friend, I was talking to another friend who was married (laughs) and he said that now it's countercultural to be married. He's oh. like it almost feels like it's like everyone is saying like all millennials are like, Why would you ever get married? That's right. So now it's almost like, Yeah, I did it. Yeah. I'm a badass.
1: <laughs> I'm in a union now. I'm wed. That's right. I'm gonna straight up say I do. Right. And I did. And then and then I'm gonna drink a fucking glass a whole. That's right. <laughs> A
0: married milkman, folks. You thought Ben Schwartz was the milkman?
1: (laughs) You're still drinking
0: milk. True or false? Come on, hardcore. Box of pasta and whole milk. (laughs) A glass? Yes. A pint glass? It makes my body feel stronger and I stand taller. I feel better and stronger. Like I see the veins grow in my arms when I drink a lot of milk. (laughs) It's not complicated. Like we do things that make us feel better and
1: stronger. For that, for me, it's milk, whole, <laughs> white milk. What kind of, what brand are you? Because like, it's almost even hard to find that. To anymore. me, no, it's not. Because like, you're not going to like a three six five or a Trader Joe's. Yes, I am, and you're getting the whole milk. Yes, All I see half are gallon cold, whole soy macadamia. Because you,
0: you live in that world. You yeah. live in you've like eliminated milk from your view. Like yeah. it's still there. <laughs> It's still out there, but you've is just like, like you look past it so instinctively that yeah. it's no longer there for you.
1: What is it? What what brand of whole milk are you drinking? I mean, you can, it's like gasoline. You're not brand loyal to <laughs> some of these <laughs> things. Whatever. Sometimes
0: it's just like what's inside jug or carton. Uh, I'm going half gallon.
1: So that's the ju- that's the carton.
0: Yeah, it's a carton, but it's like a plastic, still has the handle, I got has it. the spirit of the full gallon just slimmed down.
1: Because you can't go through it fast enough, why aren't you getting the it's full kinda gallon?
0: It's kind of like when you don't want to get like a, a big, like you can get a 30-ounce beer on the menu, but like just get the 16-ounce beer because yeah. it's like when you finish it, it will still be at temperature. <laughs> You don't need to, like, race towards the end of it. You don't yeah. want to feel like it's mocking you that you can't finish it This in isn't time. a gallon challenge. Exactly. This isn't the gallon challenge.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> um, but I'm also a huge cookie head. And you got to have milk around.
1: <laughs> so the glass that you're talking about, you're drinking with a cookie or you're having... It's I'll a have just the, the,
0: a milk ceremony <laughs> on its own. We don't need to have, like, a cookie to justify the milk or cereal to justify the milk. There are days where I take out a 16-ounce pint glass meant for beer... <laughs> And I fill it to the tippy-tippy with milk.
1: Whole. You're drinking it faster than water or slower than water? Same pace. But <laughs> it's a great protein source. So you can almost just guzzle it, like drink Go- half of it in one sip or and two? And I
0: feel tall and strong.
1: <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> no issues later. Zero. I,
0: I hear people talk about like, if I drank that milk, I'd be in the bathroom five minutes later. Yeah. I can't relate to that <laughs> at all. Like that could you everyone could be putting on a public ruse to me about how milk actually affects the body, yeah. and I would just I could go along with it. It's fine for me. I like it. I like <laughs> milk. Like you said, my guest today
1: likes, likes milk. milk. Likes. That's like that's so uninteresting. Would you say is it more than that? Did I undersell it? You know what I think you did. <laughs> you love milk. I think I love milk. Yes. <laughs> Because
0: of the way it makes me feel. <laughs> yes. I like Coke because of the way it tastes. But I like milk because it gives me that extra added strength. It's full of protein. So you don't love the way milk
1: tastes.
0: It's fine. It's fine. Yeah, I, it's fine. No, no notes on the way it tastes. <laughs> like strawberry milk feels like too much for me. Chocolate yeah. milk feels like a treat. I could just go milk. <laughs>
1: <laughs> milk. Do you, do you even like skim milk or you never even... It tastes like milk and water. Yeah. So you're like, I don't need that. I want it all. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Not a Diet Coke guy. I don't understand half stepping when it comes to drinks. Yeah. light beer. Yeah. It's like if we're here, are we here?
1: Yeah, that's like a. It's there's a Hebrew saying like that where it's like imkvar which is like if we made it this far, we might as well go the distance. Love that. I think that's a good attitude yeah. to have. It's like we made it down to the one yard line. Let's punch the ball. In we're at, at the beach. Point. Let's go to the. Let's go in the ocean. <laughs> exactly. We don't need to just look at the ocean. Let's just get a little wet. Speaking of one yard line. You know, it's the NFL season. Mm-hmm. This is an NBA podcast after all, mm-hmm. but it's September 11th at the time of recording. Team USA lost to France this morning at mm-hmm. 4.45 a.m. or whatever the fuck. We were all awake watching it. There's not a lot to discuss NBA-wise. Correct. Uh, and for a few weeks, I think, like the NFL has finally usurped my brain space in uh, sports. This happens. Uh, and I don't give it a lot of s- a room anymore. Like during the offseason, I don't think about NFL at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't like follow where free agents are going. I just turn on week one. I'm like, oh, shit, that guy's on this team now. Right. But now it's like week one, two and three. The NBA preseason has, hasn't even started. Right. Training camp hasn't even started. Right. This is the highest point of NFL. Any team can be good. Any team can be bad. Correct. Cool things are happening. New players are here and there. And the NBA is so dormant that I'm like, you know what? Let's talk a little bit about the NFL. I'm into it. I suggested to you, should we just do an NFL episode of buckets?
0: Yeah, and when I saw that, I was like slippery slope because, like, before you know it, it's like it's a like nine oh two podcast, and you're like, how did they get
1: here? You're just, talking about a Bill Simmons reference specifically. Well,
0: he that actually that. that was kind of a Freudian slip, and how that happened. But like, it's like once the thing is established, yeah. it's
1: like buckets. It's a podcast. It's a podcast talk about open. anything. Yeah,
0: you want to try and keep narrow parameters on specific podcasts.
1: So you came up with a good idea of. Let's compare NBA, uh, NFL things to NBA things. Right. Sports, pop,
0: like pop, popular sports, professional sports, all have like basic tenets. And yeah. that includes like funny hierarchies and popularity players, playing styles, all those kind of things. So I'm sure that there's going to be a kind of partner
1: for each NFL player. Yeah. So I hope. What's your What's your background between NFL and NBA? Do you like them all equally? Is one a little bit higher than the other? Yeah.
0: I think that the NBA at this point has just become so culturally fun. Like I always grew up like loving the Giants, loving the Chicago Bulls. And like it just did it. Whatever was on television. We also didn't have cable. So it was just like whatever you're giving me, I will just (laughs) take. And that's great. Love the Mets. But I think the older I've gotten, the NBA is just so... There's more players that you get to know. It's like everything about it just feels like I feel more excited by NBA Twitter than I do with NFL Twitter. Yeah. The culture and like kind of like league in general has like had some like tough years in the past couple of years. So it's easier to root for the NBA. <laughs> it is But easier, I'm yeah. employed by the NFL.
1: So there you have that. So
0: the, I also have this thing where I need, it's my job, literally, to kind <laughs> of sell the country on the game outside of the game. Yeah. The narrative, like the the narratives of these two teams playing and what makes this history interesting and look at this fan who you might not be, think was a fan and sort of sell the game to the people. Yeah. I, so it's, it's, it's a loaded question.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I love the NBA as well, obviously, more than the NFL, but there is something about like, it's Sunday. And now I have to watch literally nine and a half hours of football.
0: That's what the NFL has gotten really, like like, that's their highest asset, is that they own one day of the week. It's like any given Sunday is such a real thing. And then
1: you're like burnt out, but then Monday night comes around, you're like, this is all right, Let's roll it again. I
0: don't know if we discussed it on this show. Um, I used to host the HeadGum Fantasy Football podcast back in the day, and I remember talking about it then. But why Monday Night Football exists in the first place (laughs) Uh is because gambling on football was so popular and made so many people broke on Sundays, (laughs) like just Sundays specifically, losing so much money, that the NFL and Atlantic City and or Vegas realized we need to create one more game to make all those suckers try and think they can win all their losings from Sunday back in one game. And it works. Enter Monday Night Football, (laughs) where (laughs) everyone (laughs) wins. (laughs) Okay, so now that happens for like 25, 30 years or whatever. And they're like, you know what? People are losing every Sunday. They try and make it up on Monday, and then they lose all that extra money, and they are now in a very dark place. Yeah, We couldn't possibly put a game on Tuesday because they would do that, and their families would leave them. Let's make it
1: Thursday. Yeah, that gives people three days to recover from a professional football game.
0: Exactly, to kind of step away from gambling (laughs) for a second, like just say, I'm not that guy. I won't make the same mistakes again Thursday. Thursday? I that's, can put
1: money on that's Thursday? Tomorrow. That's right. Is there a Thursday night game tomorrow?
0: Uh, I wonder if it's. Yeah, the season started on yeah. a Thursday this
1: year, so. It, Away we go. It used to be like a back half of the season thing. That's right. Like, oh, now we'll start dabbling with Thursday Night Football. That's right. Now it's like week two, Thursday night. I wrote Browns, the C- Jets, or whatever the fuck.
0: That was my first job with CBS <clears throat> Sports was, I think that CBS Sports, I don't know if it was the first year, but it was around the time when Thursday Night Football was coming into like its own thing, and it was going to be every single week. And the NFL Network and CBS Sports partnered to present uh, the game every yeah. Thursday night. And it was this new thing for CBS, too, where everyone was trying to figure out, like, okay, like, what does a Thursday night football game look like? Does it, Do we have to give it the same hype and pomp and circumstance as yeah. the Monday night games? Or a
1: Sunday night game?
0: Yeah. And it was, like, really trying to figure it out. And it really kind of felt like the kid brother of the primetime games. Yeah. Where people, like, also said, like, the Thursday night games aren't as good. The players aren't yeah. as rested. And to a large extent, that's <laughs> true. <laughs> yep. You know? And it's like, it's, like, really bad for their bodies to, like, travel and play these games like this. But... It's now been like confirmed. It's not going anywhere. Every week, this is like a new thing.
1: If anything, we're going to like start adding Wednesday and Friday night games or
0: something. Yes, 100%.
1: <laughs> yeah. They already started adding Saturday games at the end of the year once college is over.
0: Yeah. So they'll stretch it.
1: Uh, all right. So let's get into our comps. But first, we have to thank a sponsor. Okay. If you can believe it. Okay. I, I don't know if you know this, but Keeps is sponsoring this episode of our show. And uh, that that's only or that's mainly because two out of every three guys will experience some form of male pattern baldness by the time they're 35. Wow. Yeah. The good news with today's advancements in science, Keeps offers proven treatments that can combat the symptoms of hair loss. Hmm. Uh, It's revolutionized the way men are treated for hair loss. You used to have to go to a doctor's office. Now, thanks to Keeps, you can visit the doctor online and get medication delivered to your home. Prevention is key And the treatment really works. They're up to 90% effective at reducing or stopping and stopping future hair loss. Uh, The sooner you start using Keeps, the more hair you'll save. We both have hair, so we might as well just start taking it now. Right. Before we even notice any signs. Think how hairy we'll be. (laughs) Especially (laughs) if we start regrowing shit. (laughs) Find out why Keeps has uh, more five-star reviews than any of its competitors and nearly 100,000 men trust Keeps um and the treatment started just ten dollars a month plus for a limited time you can get your first month for free all you have to do is go to keeps.com slash buckets to receive your first month of treatment for free that's k-e-e-p-s.com slash buckets k e e p s dot uh to get your first month of treatment for free Thanks. free hair free hair free hair who's gonna say no to that
0: I once had a friend who went to jail who shouldn't have, and his name was Hair, and we stood outside the prison cell with signs saying,
1: free hair, free hair, free really? hair. Not true. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of cool hair, Antonio Brown. Okay. The first NFL comp. <clears throat>
0: this one's so loaded. The news that came out yesterday just really took the air
1: out of how fun this one was. Antonio Brown started off as like just this amazing wide receiver. Once in, once in a generation. And then, slowly but surely, like great wide receivers are known to do you get a little crazy uh, out of Antonio Brown. You
0: start he starts hearing how great he is from people around him yeah. and that starts to change things in his life. So we think.
1: He starts dressing a little weird, getting like m- 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 faux hawks, mohawks, mm-hmm. dreadhawks, start like uh, he starts branding himself mm-hmm. image-wise. Business is booming. And then he starts getting into fights with his other um, teammates
0: his quarterback his head coach it yeah. seems like he's doing a lot of self isolating <laughs> you people don't know me That's you right. don't understand me like wh- i'm right. not going to give you anything extra
1: uh-huh and then okay. he, he demands a trade to the raiders
0: yeah well he, what he
1: really does is that he
0: basically says like i'm not going to play with the pittsburgh steelers uh-huh. in week 17 of a crucial game <laughs> yeah. i'm sitting out because i don't like you and i don't like the way you're treating me <laughs> okay. so they say you're going to the bills the Bills. They trade him to the Bills? They trade him to the bril- Bills for eight hours, oh, something like that. Like, I don't even remember. That's that, that exactly. <laughs> that's not gonna last. Uh-huh. Like he's definite. if he's not playing for the Steelers week 17, <laughs> he's definitely not playing for the Bills week 17.
1: That's the equivalent of trading like an NBA player to Orlando. Yes. Like I if mean, Paul George, worse. I want to go to LA, and they're like, Well sh- we're sending you to Memphis.
0: The Bills are the laughing stock in the NFL. You know what I mean? Like it's like that's tough. It feels like that's an any given Sunday day league yeah. like they that is like <clears throat> the worst job you can get play for the bills they, <laughs> plays, in cold Buffalo. they play
1: some of their games in Toronto that's right that's how little people care about yeah
0: Buffalo. no one cares about Buffalo sadly <laughs> and they didn't care about Antonio Brown so then they shipped him to the Raiders uh-huh. for a lot of players and lots of money wait what happened to the bills thing was the, 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 understanding that that was literally a stop in the path of wherever he was going to end up. Like, they whatever Pittsburgh got, it like <clears throat> comped that trade to just get him out of there. But then, so how
1: did that not happen?
0: Because, uh, how did that not? Well, then I think he forced his way. His agent was like, he's obviously not playing for you, Bills. So oh, let's Bills work out a deal him. to get him somewhere else, <laughs> which would be better. Okay. Enter the Raiders, a highly dysfunctional team coming off of just trading Amari Cooper for basically peanuts to the Dallas Cowboys. A rebuilding team. A rebuilding team, but like, they had had enough talent where they did not need to be a rebuilding team. <laughs> yeah, they, had, like, they also had the defensive player of the, year. Player of the year, Khalil Mack, <laughs> who's like widely acknowledged <laughs> as like the most unstoppable defensive presence. They had him. Yeah. He was theirs. And they were <laughs> like, go now. You le- you go too. <laughs> we want to rebuild. We want to bottom out completely. Okay. Which made it that much more weird that they were like, but we will pay for the most <laughs> expensive wide receiver on the market who's coming with a lot of bad baggage right yep. now, Antonio Brown. Yep. And not only did he bring bad baggage, he brought viral videos yeah. and receipts of his coaches and GMs <laughs> getting into fights with him his feet fell off his helmet didn't fit yeah and then it later came out that he had a social media team that was teaching him how to basically like throw this whole entire like contract under the bus yep and so all that was like all right who's the nba's comp of antonio brown someone who's gonna like kind of force his way to get where he wants to be but then another allegation came out that's a lot more serious.
1: Yeah. Then yesterday he was accused of rape and sexual assault yeah. by a former friend slash trainer. Right. In 2017 and 2018. Right. Three counts of assault. Right. So now it's like beyond just being quirky and crazy. Now it's starting to get a little bit more serious. Yeah. Right. To the point now the Pats might not even play him. The t- the team that signed him after the raiders cut
0: him right so it's a loaded category to begin the fun lighthearted game of who are the nfl player comps
1: <laughs> yeah so let's take the sexual assault stuff out of it
0: oh that's interesting because yeah. then that changed because i i went with it and okay. i so i
1: have two answers to this. all right let's hear yours you want
0: me to start with both of mine okay okay great so pre-sexual assault yeah my nba comp for antonio brown was Anthony Davis. Oh, interesting. Anthony Davis. Because in the NBA, there's not a lot of examples of players who have... Kind of like hated their environment so much that they self-sabotaged or like publicly declared like, I'm not playing for you. I don't like it here anymore. Everyone at least rides out. The culture in the NBA is good (laughs) enough where it's like, I have friends and stuff. I'm not going to just like bottom out like that. That's right. He was like one of the rare cases and maybe it was his representation. This is Anthony Davis. (laughs) Shout out to Clutch. Shout out to Clutch. Who's now
1: getting into the NFL game. Correct.
0: So it all comes together at some point. Uh But Anthony Davis was like the closest example we had of someone who was like, I hate it here. I've given you my time, Uh I want to leave. Oh, you're not letting me leave? All right, I guess I'll just like sit out if you want me to sit (laughs) out. I'm not going to try hard for you guys anymore. And on the last day, I will wear a shirt that says, that's all folks, and my team will bench me. That's right. So I feel like there was enough parallels there, not playing in the last game of the season, being open about wanting to leave. That's good. And then eventually getting to the team that he was hoping to play for all along, much like Antonio Brown and the Patriots, he ended up with the Lakers. That's good. So to me, that was the closest comp we had to that. That's good. And they're also, like,
1: top five talents.
0: Uh, Absolutely. Like, like in a fantasy draft, both of those guys would be picked
1: very (laughs) early on. That's right. The difference between Antonio Brown and Anthony Davis, not saying that's a good comp, because it is very good. I didn't even think about that, is the fact that Anthony Davis seems to be uh, getting that... Getting pushed in those directions from outside forces. Correct. It doesn't seem to be coming from within. He doesn't
0: seem like he's flying <laughs> off the handle at any no. point or making any sort of like big, wild declaration. He's almost
1: like a really good freshman. He's like, Are you sure I should do that? I mean, I guess I'll, I can say well that I said. want to play. And right. Clutch it and LeBron are like, Yeah, do this. Trust me. Take Player the PR hit. Yeah. Take the public
0: hit. Like, <laughs> Once it's, you get ab- it's about it'll getting what you want. Yeah. yeah. And right.
1: Pelicans fans will tell you he didn't actually put in his time. He was two years before he was supposed to leave and he's already taken Exactly. Just and like it wasn't the Control back. Yeah, it wasn't the last game. It was the last game of that season. He's still under contract for another year. Right. Uh, But that's true. The Antonio Brown, Anthony Davis. I said it was more like Jimmy Butler. Mm. Where he's like, I'm going to act kind of like a... Minnesota un- Jimmy Butler? Yeah, Minnesota Jimmy Butler. Yeah. I'll show up to practice, beat everyone, yell at the coach, yell at the GM, sit down yell with at my Rachel teammates. Yeah. yeah, really. Sort of force his way by being such a lunatic nuisance. And openly say, you're nothing without me.
0: I feel like that is such a bold <laughs> thing to do and say in public sports. Yeah. Where like the whole spirit of it is team-oriented.
1: That's right. He's like, I'm great and I know it, now send me away. I'm
0: making you guys great. Like, let's... Let's be clear so, about this. And and that's the
1: point where they did. Yes. Yeah.
0: And I mean, that was much like you see the Steelers week one without Le'Veon Bell and Antonio Brown. And like, they kept saying like, we're making him look great. Yeah. Like all, we're doing it all for him. Yeah. And then you see them lose like 30 to three or whatever it was. And you're like, oh shit, maybe they were. Maybe <laughs> those two players were making him look great. Much like Jimmy Butler.
1: Who knows? Yeah, that's the thing. Like these alpha athletes are actually as good as they think they're right. And so sometimes in, they just
0: have to say it.
1: And now people are like uh, Antonio Brown before the sexual allegations, yes. of course, He's a genius. Look what he was able to do. He Seriously. was able to force his way to get paid by the Steelers and the Raiders and now he's on the team that he wanted to be on. You hear stories about like the guy who
0: owns the uh, Houston Texans and other just like owners where it's just like you can't let the inmates run the asylum. They yeah. say things like that and you're like, "Yo, who are we to you?" Yeah. Like, "I am a man and you are a man. Like <laughs> yeah. make no mistake. I am not your pet." And Antonio Brown it seemed like it was like he's just going to keep fighting against pa- the powers that be mm-hmm. until like the culture of player empowerment, much much as it is like huge in the NBA, comes to the NFL. So there it's was something very cool about that.
1: Yeah, it's starting to seep in.
0: Him and like... Le'Veon both clearly like played that game. And now Melvin Gordon's doing the same thing with the Chargers. Yeah. Sitting out until I get my contract. Ezekiel Elliott until the last week's so, like I'm sitting out until you pay me. That's right. And they he won. That's right. You know what I mean? So there's something cool about that. But then yeah, the rape allegations just like ruin the fun of this kind Yeah, now it's
1: like, okay, now we don't necessarily side with you, Antonio.
0: Right. Um, there are allegations. He hasn't been convicted of anything yet, worth noting. Mm-hmm. Whether he's guilty or innocent, that's the stage <laughs> that we're in. Uh-uh. Which made me think of one other player who's kind of in a similar circumstance, mm-hmm. Chris Stapps Porzingis. Oh. Who behind the scenes, not so publicly, but behind the scenes, made it clear that he's not enjoying his time working with the Knicks front office. That's right. So much so that, I don't know if he forced a trade or if the Knicks were just like, well then we're just getting rid of you now. But he just like disappeared from the Knicks. He got yeah. traded really fast and it was just one of those things where it was like, and we've this is well tread territory, so I don't have to go into it, but it was like shocking to Knicks fans, and it was just like he's gone now. And then like a few weeks after that, similar allegations came up. Like the night that he tore his ACL, he was with a woman and maybe he acted inappropriately or crossed lots of lines. It's like, again, this is all for the court to decide. Right. But it was one of those things where it was like, Wow, your PR is just like all over the place right now. <laughs> like a shocking, shocking. <laughs> and you're like on a new team. Like, what's gonna happen with the Mavericks if that does get worse and you are found guilty? Like So there was just like this weird like I guess why I thought of him was just that he changed teams very kind of like erratically, and then more news started trickling out, and you're like, "This is bad, this is bad, this is bad."
1: Yeah, and it, it also depends on what the organization is, because like some players, some teams will cut bait with these guys. Right, like they just don't even deal with any of it. Right, and I some don't player, care what happens in the court we, right. we already know what's happening in the court of public opinion, and we don't need that distraction. And Absolutely. And some players are good enough that the teams are like, eh it's fine. We'll figure. We'll it out We'll look past it." And sometimes they just like sit on their hands and like in four weeks nobody will be talking about it. Anymore.
0: Right. And the sad truth is that it's always talent. If you're talented enough, a team will take you back. Baseball is so guilty of this, of like domestic abusers who have been like literally kicked out of the league, not like 90 day, hundred day, <laughs> 80 day suspension. Some have been kicked out of the league and like appealed to the point where they get back. And they're so good that they just get on the roster. again. Ooh. There's a, there's one pitcher. There's a player on the Cubs. Like there's a couple players who like have this history where they've just appealed their way back in. And it's like, Ray Rice was at the end of his career when he did that disgusting thing in the elevator.
1: It's easy to take a stand against a 28 year old running back.
0: Kareem Hunt is—he's getting back in like
1: five games. Yeah.
0: It's like he did basically the same thing, but he's like in his prime.
1: Right. You know and, what I mean? And it's like it's not even whether or not they admit to it. It's whether or not there's a video of it. Like Correct. How mad can people get when they see this thing?
0: And it's it's a really shitty and I'd say blind spot, but it's not like every. It's pretty crystal clear. Yeah. You can see that it's like if you're talented enough, like what do we do? We need the talent. That's right. Right. Do yeah. we do we think the Patriots will cut Antonio? No, not until I think more information comes out. Yeah. But they were pretty good with Josh Gordon. I mean, and it's like they've like neutralized, it seems like, his bad habits. He like actively stepped aside last year to be like, I'm not done
1: healing. But that was his, that's more internal. That was him like rehab and dealing right. with.
0: But they've Substance taken abuse. on they've taken on Albert Haynesworth after he's had like really bad problems. They took on Randy Moss after he had like tons of bad press in Oakland. Like they have a they do seem to have some sort of ability of being like we're not going to cut you. Unless, like, like we're going to give you a long road <laughs> to, like,
1: try and figure your shit out. Right. You know what I mean? And now, like, Antonio Brown is staying with Tom Brady, potentially? Yeah. He's again, this house? these
0: allegations change a lot. <laughs> does,
1: does Tom Brady kick into, like, maybe you should find a hotel? Like, I see, I, I, we were texting about this. Like, that's
0: Squeaky, a really tricky conversation. Yeah. I'm your teammate. I've got your back through thick and thin. Hey, there's these allegations about you. I don't know what to think, but you can't be my friend right now. <laughs> It's like, but Tom. We just met. We just met. You seemed cool yesterday. (laughs) I could see Tom Brady being like telling Giselle and the kids to go on vacation because he doesn't know how to have that hard conversation. (laughs) And just be like, we're just going to just have to buoy this for a while. Which
1: means it's already starting to affect the team. No doubt. Oh, it's definitely starting to affect the team. It's got to. In some small way, it's got to. Well, we're already on Tom Brady. So who is the NBA equivalent to you of Mr. Tom Brady? You go first. Uh, I was thinking of longevity, a guy who played into his 40s potentially, who didn't seem to ever take a dip, handsome, but maybe a little bit boring, uh, all things considered, multi-time champion. And the name that came up to me was Tim Duncan. Okay. So we are doing not just current players. Well, I couldn't find a current comp because it's like, all right, is Vince Carter Tom Brady? Not really because he's not a champion.
0: I'm so stunned. I gave you this category because I thought you were going to do the obvious one. I didn't even write the one who was the obvious one because I was like, well, that's so obvious that it's like I'm just going to try and think of other close. You think I would say Kobe? No. I thought we were doing. I thought we were doing. All right, so let me give
1: you this. Yeah. If we're
0: only playing current players in yeah. this game, who is the current NBA comp to Tom Brady?
1: LeBron. Yes. So yeah, but he does. Uh, I guess I. I'm was, stunned that like even with all of this. I guess I I hold LeBron to a higher regard than Tom Brady. Are you kidding me? Yeah, I think LeBron. Tom Brady has is more so like, much better and successful in his sport than LeBron James is in his. Right, but there was something about like how when I say like a LeBron. I guess when I think of, like, career-defining moments, there's, like, the block and the buzzer beaters, and there's so many things that I can call to. When I say Tom Brady to you, like, is there even a single play that stands out to you?
0: No, not a single play, but I would say that, like, it's now clear, like, his nickname is The Goat. Yep. And, like, you say the goat, and, like, it's him now. That's right. There's, like, you don't... I feel like you've, like, moved past... It's like a monopoly where you can put houses, but at some point you just have a hotel. And it's, like, you don't need the little details to, like, spell out the story of this man's career. But He's the
1: greatest of all time. He's He does it in a very non-remarkable way to me. I agree. He does, like... He just gets the job done, much like Tim Duncan did.
0: I guess I what felt so obvious to me about... That's totally true. I guess what felt more obvious to me about LeBron and him is just the consistency of being in the finals yeah like just like getting your team to the end every single season and now they're both in a like age range where it's like you are like too old to be in the nba yep and you're also too old to be the best (laughs) like like the so dominant and like doesn't feel like you've either have slowed down in any capacity you're both like defeating father time um that just felt super, super obvious. Yeah, me. I
1: mean, you could say LeBron for sure, but to me, it, the the fundamental boringness and monotonous of his champions were like, he kept on winning, but I kept on not really caring. I'm with you. The Tom Brady, Tim Duncan parallel.
0: I'm with you. If If I knew that we were going to expand outside of just current players, I probably would have found better comps than LeBron. But within the current players, it's like, I wanted to say Steph, because Steph has a bit of like a... His personality isn't like so forward that you feel like you you get like a a playful sense, but it's like that's as far as you go. And that's kind of with Brady, too. He's also kind of weird, Tom Brady is. Yeah, totally. (laughs) Tom Brady is definitely a little weird. No doubt. (laughs) But also just the fact that they're always in the finals. Yeah. I feel like that's one, that's probably Tom Brady's most defining characteristic is that he's in the Super Bowl. But
1: that's like a Patriots Spurs thing to me, too. Yeah, like The Spurs, best player in the best organization.
0: I guess that's the Warriors, too. Have they been in the finals for like the past four years or something yeah, like that?
1: Yeah, five. Five. Yeah. You know
0: what I mean? That's that's definitely starting to like trend into like Patriots territory. But what it like, happen
1: for the next 15?
0: That's what we don't know. Yeah. But like of the past five, both of those two teams have basically been in the finals every single year. Yes. And then there's also the, I had Kawhi as well. Like to me, it was like this is LeBron, so why even explore these? Got it. But But quiet guys who just like secretly win all the championships, right? You know what I mean. Which also feels like a kawaii thing, but yeah. To me, LeBron has way more parallel check boxes of
1: goatness to him. Yeah, yeah. I wonder if they're friends, LeBron and Tom Brady. Yeah, you wonder. Do you really think Tom Brady is a Make America Great Again guy? (laughs) I think he's like Michael Jordan, where he's like, I don't want to discuss politics, right? But like, like, in his in
0: his heart, and like, if you were like, if you could just try and guess,
1: Uh, I think he is. he or at least he was friends with Donald Trump right so like he was like supporting him on a friendship level I don't know if he follows anything but football enough to, like, have a strong opinion mm-hmm. about the current state of Americans. Yeah, like, I think that's a good way of putting it. He definitely surrounds himself with other people who look like him, yeah. right? Like, when yeah. he's not on a football field, it feels like we know what Tom Brady's friends probably look like. He is from California, so it stands, like, the Bay Area, so it stands to reason huh. he should be, like, have grown up in a liberal household. Yeah. So maybe it's one of those things where, he, like, he grew up rich, friends with Trump, and now he feels bad disconnecting from that. Sure. Let's give him that. Uh, Jerry Jones. Yes. Uh, Who is Jerry Jones? Jerry Jones, the owner of the Dallas Cowboys. Mm -hmm. Uh, Very famous, eccentric, billionaire. Right won't stop at anything to see his team, his quote unquote America's team yes. win Super Bowls. Right. Which did happen a lot in the 90s but hasn't had a l- happened a lot since. Hasn't stopped him from spending and being like the most
0: popular name. Like you might not be able to name the coach of the Cowboys but you can name the owner of the Cowboys that's and right. that's important to him. <laughs> yes. That's important to him. He's in the news a lot. Yeah and he likes that. So is there one ob- there was one obvious person to me. I wonder if it's the same obvious person that I am. Should we count down on three? Okay. So I'll say three, two, One and then after one, we'll say the name. Yep. Three, Three, two, two, one. one. Mark Cuban. Cuban.
1: Nice. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I mean, down to the city.
0: Down to, like as soon as I realized, I was like, Texas, Texas, this is it. <laughs> yeah.
1: Is everything Not bigger even Texas, in Texas? It's Dallas. Dallas, Dallas. Jesus. Yeah. Wow. So Mark Cuban, owner of the Mavericks. Yeah. Outspoken. Right. In the game. Right. Is a fan. Right. Eccentric billionaire. Loves to be, like, front and center. Yeah, yelling at the refs. Yep. Choosing the coaches, being around the team. It feels
0: like he is a liberal. Mark Cuban, Mark Cuban, would you guess that he's a liberal?
1: No, I think his twi- his Twitter account is more it's it's like less anti-Trump and more like this whole system is fucked like Trump is right about some stuff and wrong about some stuff would you say he's a progressive like he I would think so a futurist (laughs) to a certain extent (laughs) yeah he's like an Elon Musk exactly he wants to see things change whereas I think
0: Jerry Jones wants to see things like frozen in calcium if possible
1: ideally his heart because Jerry Jones is probably 80 something years old right yeah right I mean Jerry Jones is definitely a MAGA guy yes no doubt old rich white Texan of course I don't have preserve our values <laughs> Even though there's, like,
0: photos of him floating online with, like, hookers <laughs> in a bathroom, it's like, you are definitely as sleazy as oil money can create. That's right. But, yeah, but it's funny how the one, like, unifying thing is, like, success, mm-hmm. proven success between them. And stop at nothing, spend at, like, no cost is too
1: much to, to find success, both of them. Cuban made money in tech. Do you know what, like, Jerry Jones made his money in before buying the Cowboys? My guess is oil? Yeah. <laughs> you got to assume it's oil, right? Oil? Because he's, he's old and from t- Texas. Right. So what else was there to capitalize on? Real I mean, estate, potentially?
0: Yeah, just thinking about like the biases and like stereotypes I have on each specific group. Yeah, Texans work in oil. Yeah. Sure. The <laughs> Houston Oilers.
1: That's right. Sure. He should be the Oilers uh, owner. He'll bring it back. Instead, we don't know who owns the Texans. Texans are another rich, white, old Texan. He was the
0: one who said you can't let the inmates run the asylum. Bill so I think we know who he
1: voted yeah. for. <laughs> <laughs> I think we know. Uh, we got one more sponsor to thank. Very apropos. It's my bookie. If you think you know a lot about these NFL games, you can actually start making cash off them by choosing the winners. Uh, Do the smart thing. If you're going to bet on football this season, bet with my bookie. Uh, You can even bet on games after kickoff. If by the second half it looks like your bet's going to lose, you can always take an adjustment and take the other side. And if you're the kind of guy that likes to bet a little and win a lot, try a parlay. If all your picks come through, you'll multiply your winnings. And no matter how you bet, the NFL season is the best time of year. To make the games interesting so you can join now and my bookie will double your first deposit if you use promo code Amir wow my name a promo code on a gambling website uh, to activate the offer that's promo code Amir a m i r m y bookie dot a g you play you win you get paid thanks my bookie what's dot AG uh, i don't know adult gambling <laughs> that would be cool yeah dot AG I wonder if it's like a, a country yeah dot it's an Afghanistan domain extension. Oh, fun! Yeah, because they're located there. Thank you to our Tax sponsor purposes. from Afghanistan, Pakistan. <laughs> yep. uh, what's another fun one we can get to?
0: Um, let's slide down the list. Okay, we have a we have a list going. Yeah, um, Seattle's twelfth man. <gasps> the so, biggest home court advantage. Exactly. Some sort of the loudest fan. The biggest like. Uh, just like addition to the team yeah seattle's known for having loud fans the sounders their
1: soccer team yeah the sonics is always really loud yeah the pacific northwest loves their team so that's right it's good it's a shame they don't have an nba team anymore feels wrong do you think the home court advantage in football and basketball are comparable it's a good question it's a good question i think not you think football is more or less yeah i think it's more because of the play calling, we can't hear you. The offsides—they can actually draw penalties. I think
0: so. That is like a huge. There's, that's. I think it's the, one of the only sports, maybe on free throws late in games, but like it's one of the only sports where the home team will sometimes <laughs> wave for the crowd to be quiet. Now. <laughs> yeah. It's like most times we raise our hands up, our palms to the sky. That's right. And we're like, get loud, get loud. But sometimes they're like, shh.
1: The home QB in the red zone. Everyone, be we're quiet. about to do a play. <laughs> we're gonna do a play. They do that sometimes at the free throw line, like the home yeah. team. But uh, I think sometimes, that, like, but that, like, doesn't that like scare the person at the line more? Like, if I'm at the line, like, let's start going crazy. Seriously,
0: shut, why not shut off all the lights and just put a spotlight yeah. on the shooter? <laughs> chunk, chunk, chunk.
1: Just, just you. Joe Flacco said that his first couple games uh, in Denver were very alarming because when he told the crowd to be quiet. They've been so trained by Peyton Manning that they get really quiet, more so than they ever got in Baltimore. And he was like, it was very bizarre how quiet it got in there. Flacco. Yeah. That is such a flacco. Like, all right, flacco. So who's your Seattle 12th man equivalent in the NBA?
0: So I wanted, I wanted to think outside of the box, and maybe I went too early with this category. Yeah. But I went with Desus and Mero. Okay. Dieses and Mero. Are you familiar with who Desus and Mero are? I am, but not in super familiar. Okay. So Desus and Mero started as two Twitter comedians who are just really good at their job. Yeah. They were like really cutting. They both represent the Bronx. They talk a lot of shit. They do not hold back. <laughs> they talk shit and (laughs) not like Michael about the about the Knicks but they they rep the Knicks they know that we win 17 games a season Uh but they rep the Knicks (laughs) and the Knicks have been so lame for so long and we've been like Spike Lee is like legitimate and like Rappaport's kind of wacky over there but we haven't been like cool like legit like the the hood the white kids everyone can point and be like we all think that that's cool and they talk like us is Spike Lee cool He is, but he's like grandfathered into the cool conversation. You know what I mean? Yeah. He hasn't, like, he's not relevant to 17 year olds in the same way that Jesus and Mero are. Deezus and Mero gets a show on Viceland where they just are allowed. To talk shit. And it's like the best. It's just like these two guys from the Bronx who have like no media training, but are just like savvy <laughs> as hell, charming as hell, funny as hell, work together so well, represent the Bronx so hard. It was just like, these are cool New Yorkers. Holy shit, there's cool New Yorkers and they love the Knicks. Yeah. And so they have made it like, it's like they are our NBA Twitter. Got it. It's like you, like Madison Square Garden's cool, the crowd gets real loud, yada, yada. But like, Jesus and Marrow, for me, has become the equivalent of like what Seattle has, where it's like, they're going to get loud and make you so psyched to be here. They are the first reason the Knicks have been cool in a long time. And so for me, that is the equivalent.
1: And I said Oklahoma City Thunder That's right. Proud. That's probably closer to they're the They're right loud. Answer. They have towels. Right. They have nothing else going on. Right. Right. So you, they're really you like that? into
0: the the whiteouts those whiteouts
1: Uh I don't I mean I'm intimidated as a fan like I, I can't imagine my team winning a playoff game there Okay they're so loud and like Westbrook like f- fed off that crowd right. so much. Right. That like it felt like he was one with the crowd.
0: There is something really satisfying when a player dunks and then the crowd reacts by getting so loud so quick that it feels like that like literally was like a button.
1: <laughs> yeah. That
0: like just made the crowd go e- big. Explode. Right. Yeah. I'd Who were cur- some of the other just like is the Oracle was one for a really long time, right? Yeah,
1: Roracle. Right. Uh, the Rose Garden, I feel like gets pretty loud. Portland gets loud for sure. Right. But, uh Madison Square Garden, even when the Knicks aren't doing that well. Like, I guess so. But during it's not, insanity, they got pretty loud. Yeah, but like I
0: never like it was never deafening.
1: It it's, feels like some stadiums are like actually built like they're small Boston, enough. Boston Garden, maybe Oklahoma City does have that rep though. Yeah, right. And I wonder if they'll keep it up now that like will they do that for Chris Paul? I don't think so. I'm wondering if how much of it because we haven't seen the Thunder play without Westbrook. Do you have to win? Does he have to win them over? Does he have to win them over because it's like... Maybe so, because I don't know if it's clear that he even wants
0: to be there. Exactly. <laughs> Does Chris Paul want to be there? If he doesn't, then, like, you, you root for the... This is what my grandpa used to say. You root for the jersey, not the player wearing it. That's right. It. But, like, he doesn't feel like he wants to be there. No. He, he's going to be playing with a bunch of players who are, like, way below him. So it's like, what are we rooting for here?
1: Yeah, he'll either be on Miami... Or like in like two weeks and he'll not ever think about being an Oklahoma City right. Thunder. But like there is a path that's kind of cool and interesting, is like Chris Paul, this most hated front runner who's uh-huh. been on the Clippers and the Rockets, like two teams that a lot of people didn't like for the last decade. Right. Like, what if he was the leader of this underdog team? Okay. What if it was, like, him and SGA and Gallo? Yeah. And, like, these are all the people that were traded here. We didn't want to be here. We were yeah. attached to draft picks. Yeah. And now we're here. Like, what if we lead this new generation That would be pretty to cool. The playoffs? That would be great for And what if they play his... the Rockets in the playoffs? That would like, be great for his brand. Yeah, great for his image. Right. Not like... good for his basketball story, because we'll right. never make a conference final. Right. Or... I guess he made the conference final with the Rockets, but he'll never make a final. Right. But just the the idea of him, like, turning his image around and leading this upstart team. There is something
0: nice about someone who, like, just over the course of their career becomes, like, disliked, and then having this weird opportunity to be like, hey, by the way, you can, like, prove us all wrong right now. Like, this could be your moment. That's what Durant wants, but (laughs) I
1: might not get.
0: (laughs) Right. Yeah, I
1: wonder. That's going to be a weird experiment. Him in Brooklyn. No, um, him in Oklahoma City. Yeah, and we also don't know how long it'll last. He could be traded like in in the next day or two. So,
0: actually, that's a good basketball question. Can players still be traded willy nilly right now? Is there like some sort of moratorium on trading before the preseason? Yeah,
1: there isn't, but like if you're part of a package deal, and I don't know if Chris Paul was or if he's still, if it was like a singular trade. They can't trade you for, like, four months. So, like, there's a bunch of players that can't be traded until, like, December 15th. Because they were just
0: traded. Yeah. Type thing. Yeah. Interesting. But if
1: it was, like, a one-on-one trade, then you can be traded. Okay. So, I think Chris Paul is available to be traded. Okay. Uh, Okay. Here's another sexy pick. Patrick Mahomes. Mm. Mm-hmm. i wonder if we have the same player on this what do you know about pat mahomes
0: here's what i know about pat mahomes he was a second year player last year though he kind of felt like a rookie because no one had heard about him he was like benched for a season to learn the game yeah comes immediately into the game and just is a cheat code he
1: revolutionized
0: everything unlike thing we've ever seen before because like michael vick had speed that like was like hard to fathom he was bar none the fastest person so like that felt like a trick yeah and he also had a huge arm but he like wasn't perfect and precise and his teams were never like the most dominant he had good teams but never the most dominant Patrick Mahomes came in and he could throw the ball it seemed like effortlessly 80 yards 80 (laughs) yards like effortlessly (laughs) he was faster than you he was more clever he threw no look passes which doesn't exist in the NFL has never existed before and like (laughs) it never seemed like you needed to do that until you saw him do it once or twice and you're like that could actually work like in the red zone it didn't last week but it more times than not that can actually work he just won and he was like he's a charmer. He's he, cool. He's cool. But he's like really like easygoing. He's a quarterback, but he doesn't look like a quarterback. So, he won the MVP. Yeah. I mean like he <laughs> was 22. he was like, he was approached to he was almost going to throw 50 touchdowns. Like he their <laughs> offense was impossible to stop yeah um
1: until the Patriots stopped it of course of course but that's what happens in the NFL (laughs)
0: um so Patrick Mahomes is quote-unquote the future they would love for nothing more than for him to be the face of the NFL
1: for the next 12 to 15 years you know who was kind of like him five years six years seven years ago oddly enough who Colin Kaepernick Remember when he was like, Who's this kid out of Nevada? He's yeah. so tall. He's so strong. He throws so fast. And he could somehow th- run for 40 yards, like with long strides. And he was in the Super Bowl that year. Yeah. So, like, Holy shit, this kid has a bright future. Yeah.
0: When the Giants beat him in the NFC Championship, I was like, Thank God we beat him because that team would win the Super Bowl. <laughs> yes. They,
1: they'll beat the Patriots. Yeah. And they and, made it to the Super Bowl even. The following year, maybe, against Baltimore, and they almost won. Right. And now he's blackballed from the NFL. So weird and bad. Issue for another day. So weird and bad. Maybe he's just not as good as Mike Glennon. God damn it.
0: (laughs) Or another player on our list that we'll get to at some point.
1: (laughs) Right. We'll get to him next. All
0: right. Uh, I said Zion. What? Yeah. Hold on. Zion. Because of how he kind of is bursting into the league. Yeah, bursting into the league, freak. Never nothing seen... gameplay related. Yeah. Two
1: nothing... completely different how <laughs> they like play on the field. Just like the name, the coolness, the mm. fresh, the excitement. What it evokes, kind of, right? We haven't seen Zion play. like mm. the, What's what's the equivalent of what Zion would have He would have to be an all-star this year. I'll
0: say. I'll say who I... I have Zion as one of my NFL comps. Well, oh. Let's kill two birds with one stone. Okay. I have Zion as Ezekiel Elliott.
1: Yeah, strong, fast, but powerful. Exactly, and I
0: think it's just two different approaches we took with that yeah one is kind of like the what zion like represents the the potential that the the come out party and he's got the z also that the zeke name right zeke and zion but to me yeah he plays like ezekiel elliott whereas like he's just putting his shoulders down get out of his way
1: yeah. his core
0: is stronger than your core
1: and he wears doesn't his, jer- his jersey is cut off so you can see his abs while zeke? he runs yeah when
0: zeke <laughs> went to the nfl draft he wore a tuxedo with the abs missing <laughs> I mean, like when I saw that, I was like, "You're a dumbass." I've, like you're like, I've heard your interviews. Like there's certain things about you. are Like, damn, Zeke Elliott is just a football player, and that's it. But <laughs> you see little choice like that, and you're like, "Charmed, you charmed me." Didn't know I was going to see abs, and I'm loving it. And now I'm eating cereal after every first down. And then it's like, ah,
1: <laughs> well, you're a Giants fan, so you're not going to like. Yeah, that. that's tough, right? <laughs> um, but those two play similar. Saquon, also a Zion type, where it's like, Jesus Christ, this guy's just stronger than other professional athletes in his sport. Seems like a good boy, though. Yeah. Seems like a good boy. Yeah, Saquon seems like a very good boy. So does Zion. So does Zion. Better comp. Uh, Who you have is your Pat Mahomes.
0: I had I thought that Steph Curry kind of felt like it, where it was like, uh oh, this guy's playing the game differently. Yeah. And other people might start throwing these no look passes like him.
1: Why is he shooting a three from 35 feet? Oh, right. it works. Why for is him. he throwing that
0: pass? <laughs> right. It's like, oh, you could do that. Then you're going to do that. Yeah. Um, and I will say, because I have another player who I think is like just as equivalent, maybe even better than Steph. Because Steph has, like, won maybe a little bit too much. Uh Like, Mahomes hasn't, like, gotten that good yet. But MVP,
1: he was the best player in the NFL. I mean,
0: win, like, championships. Got it. Like, bringing your team to be like, I'm also the
1: greatest. Which might happen. This year. Yeah. For Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. Is Trey Young. Yeah, Trae I young, have as an alt.
0: Yeah, which is like, and I I have to say it, otherwise people will read through the lines, like, three light-skinned dudes. Yep. Three <laughs> light-skinned skinny dudes. Like, you gotta just acknowledge that for what it is. But it's also this way they play the game, which is just, like, fast and a little freaky and, mm-hmm. like, totally willing to take plays, like, do plays that, you know, the audience might think, like, this is, like, not, like, you don't do that in this game. Yeah. And then it goes in, you're like, shit, you start doing that in this game. Like, you do that now.
1: <laughs> so, yeah, I got Steph and Trey Young. Those are all good comps. I mean they're they're all really exciting players that we want to root for right um All right. You were talking about uh, the the least cool quarterback. The least cool quarterback. And that's a healthy competition. Right. At least the flavor of the week, the the most recent one. Yeah. So when you're talking about an uncool quarterback, you're talking about- But not just uncool. It's a name out of nowhere, too. It's a name that nobody- I think even people who grew up with him don't know. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Right. (laughs) His wife has no idea she's married to this man. There are names that sound like quarterbacks. It makes sense that Tom Brady is a quarterback. Right. He's handsome. His name is Tom Brady. Right. Peyton Manning. Right. Eli Manning. These right. are like quarterback names. Right. They're like the Mannings, right. you know. They come from a Manning family. Right. And then there's like
0: names like you and I where it's just like, that's a, just a name. Amir You'll see Blumenfeld that in
1: the... will never be a quarterback. That's Yeah,
0: right. That's a, you're in the phone book <laughs> and like that's the best you're going to get. That's right. Right. And then there's
1: the quarterback for the Jacksonville Jaguars. That's right. Who has a name, Amir. Backup last week, starter this week. It happens. Because Nick Foles went down. Gardner... Minshu. Damn, man. <laughs> Damn it. I kind of tripped over it, but I don't know if there's a way to say it smoothly. No, you said it as good as you can. Gar- Gar- <laughs> first name Gardner, last name Minshew. Can you think of a
0: football player whose first name is Gardner? No. Okay. Uh, Minshew. Yeah. Minshew, Minshew is so, like, diminutive. It's such a... It, it, it means small. Yes, right? It's like It doesn't mean anything, but it means, like, minuscule. A small shoe. A little, a mini shoe. A mini a min
1: shoe yes Gardner's small shoe and he <laughs> Gardner's lo- small foot okay and he looks like what oh. you think it's not like his name is gardner Minshu, and he's actually six foot seven right jacked
0: he looks like a 70s photo of your hungover
1: uncle <laughs> in the garage <laughs> he looks like the brother from napoleon dynamite he has That's a, right he has a bowl cut he has a mustache Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's not too jacked. He's not too tall. Yeah, he looks like he, he has a headache. He looks of... like he always has a headache. <laughs> he's, a, he's a human headache, man. I did see some, like,
0: hot, you could call them hot photos of him in college, like, running off the field, like, where his hair was. There's just a couple of photos, like, in his press conference after the game where it was, like... Gardner, Minshew,
1: like, tighten up. You're an NFL quarterback. He went to Washington State, which is perfect for him. Yes, exactly. A Pac-12 team, but not even Washington. He is is the state of Washington, though, right? (laughs) So he went to Washington State. And he played really well last year. Yeah, we're shitting all over his
0: appearance, but let it be known that he broke the record for your first time ever playing in a football game as a quarterback, his completion percentage. He threw... 22 of 25, I believe. <laughs> 22 of 25. Three misses. And this was like the starter got hurt, and he was suddenly just thrust into the game. Into an NFL game. The coaches said that they had no faith in him in the preseason. And they were playing the Chiefs. This is a real game. <laughs> <laughs> Through 22 of 25, two touchdowns and a pick. Like, yeah. he was he was slinging the ball for 200-plus yards. So, shout-out Gardner Minshew. Yeah. Wow.
1: Despite all odds, despite his name and appearance. Right. kicking ass out there. So,
0: I didn't, when I approached this, I didn't... Ap- Approach it from just simply uh, who's the worst like guy that just like arrived. Yeah. I kind of approached it from a who suddenly in the NBA has higher expectations than they thought going into the season. Oh, interesting. Who like is on a team and is like, you want me to do what? <laughs> you guys have expectations. You want
1: me to do what? So okay. that's how I approached it. I don't know if that's how you approached it. It was not. I approached it as someone that doesn't look like an athlete. Good. So yeah. we we'll have two
0: kind of interesting <laughs> answers here.
1: What if they're the same person?
0: They could be, but I don't think so. Yeah, I don't there's think elements that. that could be, but I don't think so. So who you got? I have Dwight Howard as my Gardener oh. Minshew, who, who's the opposite physically as Gardener Minshew. That's right. Dwight Howard, have you seen photos of him recently? He's still Dwight Howard. I mean, you he's respect. As, he's as jacked as <laughs> he's as jacked as you can be. He might have the best physique in the NBA. Yeah, he is so jacked. He's, like, so jacked. Shredded. He's made a lot of choices north of the neck that are Antonio Brown-esque. Yeah. But, like, all things considered, he's as jacked as one man can possibly be. Zero percent body He doesn't seem like
1: he takes exercise and nutrition seriously enough and, to be and, that shredded. And yet he Here is. Here we are.
0: But here's why I made him my gardener Minshew. Okay. He got cut from every team he's played on every year. Yeah. He's unliked. He's disliked, and so you have to probably think every NBA season. Like, if I get on a team, I'm just going to try and collect a check and get kicked off. Yeah. Well, he's on the Lakers now, and Boogie. What? Yeah, yeah. He's your center. (laughs) Oh my god. You talked about this with Lustig on the last episode. (laughs) That's right. You like I can't possibly be as funny as you guys were during that stretch of conversation. (laughs) Well,
1: his relationship with Dwight Howard goes back to 2006 or something.
0: He told me first, Dwight Howard isn't funny. I have since sowed that seed around, so everyone knows. i now was the just public has so caught up to that. Correct. Yeah. Adam Lustig is good at, at predicting things that are totally true about people. Yeah. <laughs> but suddenly he has expectations. This guy suddenly is on a team that has enormous expectations, and he is probably your starting center come game 10. <laughs> like, he will lap JaVale McGee. He will be your starting center. Yeah. And, like, that is, like, those expectations on Dwight Howard, to me, just made me, like, really think... Poor Gardner Minshew, poor (laughs) Dwight Howard. Like, their careers matter a lot more than they thought they were going to. But hopefully they make something of it. Absolutely. Gardner and Dwight. Totally. And I think Dwight Howard could have, like, I think he genuinely could have
1: a uh, comeback player of the year season. That'd be great. It's
0: it's so lined up for him.
1: I'll take that. Yeah. Uh, Joe Ingles, my Gardner Minshew. Who is this borderline out-of-shape Australian that's kicking ass in the right, NBA? Right, right. The Clippers cut this guy, and now he's just shooting 40-plus from three, becoming like a solid role-player starter on a Utah Who's Jazz Brooklyn's team. shooter who does that too? Joe Harris? Joe Harris, who's on Team USA. Yeah, that, he's, a, he's a white American. That's right. Uh, interesting. Joe Harris, uh, great comp. Uh Joe Ingles any Joe any white Joe that can any shoot. white Joe that makes it to the league you're
0: probably going to be this year's Gardner Minshew I will say that if the Tim Duncan rule applied and we were allowed to have one category where we can open it up to the history of the NBA yeah there is a, a better player who is he the Lakers drafted him white dude looks like a Lego like his he Wait, disappeared
1: really ta- Creighton
0: <laughs> was he did he go to Creighton Gonzaga, Gonzaga. Ryan Kelly nope Keep uh, going back. A Gonzaga, hair, mustache. Oh, Adam Morrison. Adam Morrison. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Nothing about that career tracked at Oh. All <laughs> the Lakers did not draft him. He was, it was like the he was a Laker, though, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. Okay, I think he won a championship with the Lakers. In like oh, good for him! Yeah, he got that ring. Good for him. He was like a number two or three pick out of Gonzaga to Charlotte. Yeah, and never panned out.
0: Does he have a Ryan Leaf like, like, quiet sub
1: story that we've never heard about or something? Like, I don't think so. I that think was he was just didn't he, love the nba oh, or something okay that makes sense ryan leaf i believe also went to gardner Minchu's washington state team there you go full circle <laughs> uh all right a few other ones just to get through sure. lambo field yeah i have his msg
0: i have his msg i do have a runner
1: runner up okay the Vivint smart home arena <laughs> in utah yeah that's right yeah there's nothing classic more classic than God. the Vivint smart home arena
0: when you get the schedule and you're like, all right, like, what does this year look like? It's like, oh yeah, we're going to Vivint Smart Home Arena in April. Like, it's like that's the trip that you tell your family, you have gotta see this stadium.
1: I don't, I can never keep track on if these are new arenas or just renamed. Like, is I, that the Delta Center that Michael Jordan hit his shot in that just called the Vivint Smart Home Arena? Now? I couldn't
0: tell you. I went through a list of all the stadiums, uh, saying what is the stupidest name? Pfizer Forum. Pfizer Forum, that's, that's up there. Milwaukee. Yep, yep, right. Yeah. I have a whole story about that, but I won't get into it. But there was one Sacramento's Sacramento's old stadium. I was like, it was like, but it had at one point, like it was like, the Arco Supreme Sleep Tight, like Dreamweaver. <laughs> sleep, sleep Train Technology <laughs> Arena. Yeah. And I was like, is this possibly still their name? And now they have like some cool hip name. What is it? Yeah. But I don't know what it is. There's like multiple American airline arenas now. Like, there's like. Dallas and Miami, I think both were at Exactly. Airlines. There's like airlines are basically just like own the arenas. That's now. right. But MSG is the one, right? Yeah.
1: It's like the only one I could think of that's been around for so long.
0: Yeah. Was the Oracle like the slightly. It was like the last. I think that was the slightly. Older one
1: yeah, MSG. Even, yeah, now they're leaving that. Yeah, so MSG, now that's it. And the is Mecca. Bost, is Boston get... Garden the same as the TD North, or is that a new No,
0: completely new. That's new a building. new stadium. Yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah, MSG, the Mecca. That's right. There's something about that. You shit Lambo on MSG, Field. though. You shit on MSG, and you often say, like, why <laughs> whoa, is it whoa, in? Whoa. but you do? Oh, but you do. This is not me talking <laughs> shit. You just do. You like
1: will sometimes just ask me
0: in conversation, like, why is it cool?
1: Why is yeah, why does every player's like, I love playing at MSG. So okay, why?
0: I've had to answer this stupid ass question so many times to you. So it's let me ask the court you now. Is well lit. You've answered the question. <laughs> this question, the NBA's equivalent of Lambo, is MSG. Why did you say that? that because it's the oldest
1: shittiest arena okay that's why you, <laughs> that's right <laughs> you asshole <laughs> all and right I, I asked like i, I asked players love playing there like they do in lambo lambo i understand because it's like there's nothing within like 2,000 miles of lambo field right no there's all but,
0: sorts of old cool history
1: yeah what is msg i don't understand as an arena despite its, t- i understand the history and the the players love it but like as an arena i've been to msg it's right. not like holy shit right Look what, look what. That's where Allen Houston had a
0: high field goal percentage. <laughs> right, exactly. Right.
1: Are, are the seats still like teal and purple too? Like they don't quite make sense. Couldn't tell you. Yeah. I
0: mean, it's like at this point, it's all we got. It's yeah. that and Disa Zumero. Just like <laughs> let us have that in our 17 win seasons. Oh, right, you can have it. Okay, great.
1: Uh, Sean McVay. Sean McVay. Just this. uh, I bet we have the same answer for this. uh, I was going to go with the classic, which was yours, Brad Stevens. Yeah. Yeah, just like the really smart new coach that's kicking butt by being younger, cooler, more progressive. Is Brad Stevens doing... Okay, well... Answer. You go first. Ryan Saunders, Flip Saunders' son, nice. took over. I believe he's younger than Brad nice. Stevens. Cool. Sean McVay, also from a coaching family.
0: TBD though, right? We don't know if he's success. We don't know if he's good at
1: it. Correct. Right. Ryan Saunders. In terms of age and uh, family ancestry. Sean
0: McVay. What makes him interesting is that he's uh, he's the head coach of the Los Angeles Rams. He's younger than a lot of the players he's on 32. his team. He's thirty-two. Yeah. Does so not makes sense. So when he was a rookie coach, he was like much younger than a lot of his veterans. He was like the like a millennial in a lot of ways. Like yeah. he would ride his Bike to and from
1: the stadium. Literally 31 years old when he started coaching.
0: And like he has a completely different approach to how he treats his team. And like it's like more of like a peer based thing. And it seems like the culture, everybody wanted to immediately play for the Rams and they won a lot. And his second year, his rookie year, he went to the Super Bowl. Yeah. So there is like, it seems like he was one of those people like in baseball where it's like, we're going to become an analytics team. Yeah. And we're just going to like say enough with how we've done it or how you should do it. And he was also coming from. Who is that coach? I can't even remember. Jeff Fisher, who has like a career record of like 400 and 400. Just like a a lowercase F football coach. You know what I mean? And so he brought all these new interesting approaches. And the reason I bring up all those details is, did Brad Stevens do that as well? Did he change how... Did he have like a dynamic like gameplay change that like the NBA has never seen before
1: or like I think he was very he was like r- very renowned about his like out of timeouts plays like he he designed plays that Kay. have never been seen before.
0: Specifically out of
1: timeouts not like in game fl- like gameplay? Maybe in game as well like right the beginning of, or beginning of the first half mm-hmm. or second half. But, like, specifically, like, game-winning situations. that's He would oh, time in, like, watch this shit. And, like, and then they Horford work. would seal the guy on the opposite end of the court, and the guy would throw it yep. over the rim and, yep. like, tip it like, whoa, I've never seen that before. And now other teams are starting to do it.
0: Is that how he got his reputation as being this, like, young savant?
1: I think he got it at Butler yeah. University. Just like,
0: making a bad team good, kind Yeah, of? but,
1: like, for so many years, despite his players, like, how did this team from Butler System. University just System. make it to the Final Four with and without Gordon Hayward,
0: that's such a college basketball thing, though. Like, there's a reason why these coaches stick around for forty years. It's like some teams have like this full court press. Yeah, that like you know, that's like that's
1: enough. Yeah, and it's like
0: <laughs> Bayheim's defensive schemes. It's like zone <laughs> yeah. defense or whatever he does. Is like that's enough, and like it's system based. Where in the yeah. NBA, it's like you need three stars. You know what I mean? And, three stars
1: they'll, and the system. And, the, and then maybe the system can like push you over the top. That's what like Steve Kerr. Like he brought it he revolutionized the way the Warriors played, but right. they also had the best shooters in NBA history. So right. that helped them out.
0: This'll be interesting to see how Brad Stevens has
1: a starless team. Yeah, cuz well, like we'll without... tell you that Kemba is the star and mm. Hayward is a star.
0: Right, right, right. Horford always felt like he was the one that made you when Horford was good they won, when Horford was
1: bad they didn't win. That's right. Who Horford, knows? very underrated. It's right. going to be very interesting to see if the Celtics are good at all without him. 76ers got Horford, huh? Yeah. That might be the low-key most <laughs> dangerous signing of the entire offseason. But they also lost Butler who they relied on a lot. Did they rely on him a lot? Yeah, he was like they're like shit, it's the end of the game. Embiid is slow, tired, hurt, fouled hmm. out. Yeah, get us a bucket, Jimmy Bucket. Who
0: do you think is gonna? Who do you think will be more uh, with the roster that they have? Like more effective? Do you think that Jimmy Butler was will actually prove to have been the better player in the, on the team and in the system than Versus, Al Horford?
1: Yeah. Like who would
0: make the bigger difference ultimately?
1: Uh, to me, like I think Philly? Horford actually might. Yeah, well, Horford's, like, as important defensively as Jimmy Butler is offensively. Mm, yeah,
0: but you don't think there's a closer comp? Like, the, I don't know, like, who Horford replaced, per se, Boban or whoever, but, like, <laughs> yeah. like, he definitely is, like, a plus whatever, like, a, a high gain in wh- yeah. wherever he goes now. I feel like the Tobias role can kind of fill in Jimmy Butler. Maybe not. Maybe I'm not giving Butler
1: enough credit. Yeah, D- Tobias will definitely try to take over, like... It, players that can get you a basket when necessary a lot of times you just at the end of the game it turns into okay Paul George you have the ball score right (laughs) because like the defense is tightening up and these plays that we
0: total Kobe moment where it's just like we don't know you you just do it
1: you do it especially in the playoffs like you watch these like Rockets Warriors game where it's like Okay, like we'll play for forty two minutes and now it's six minutes of what looks like an all-star game. Yeah, like real James no, Harden we really against play. Kevin Durant. Right. Kevin Durant against DJ that Tucker. That's
0: like the best part of the whole season, like <laughs> boiled down to those few moments. A one on one contest. I care so much, you care so much, let's just see. <laughs> let's see who's better at right. scoring. Right, right, right. Which is what the players love practicing anyway. Right. Uh by the way, Ben Simmons has been shooting threes in the offseason. What would you say is a proper over under for how many threes Ben Simmons takes in the NBA this year? Takes, not even make. Takes. Attempts. Mm. One every other game, maybe 40. 40? 40? Yeah. That's got to be higher than what he took this season, right?
1: Oh, yeah. I like think he's he took only like two or like, three. Yeah, like I think half he's only court taking heaves 20. or something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 40 seems right. But you have to basically bet on will this be part of his game or not? It has to be. It, like, right? not a lot of people shoot. If he one, doesn't, three every slide him to game. forward. Yeah. Like, why not slide him to point forward? It seems like you either shoot 12 or none at all anymore. Right. There's not a lot of players who are like, sometimes jack it up, but otherwise not.
0: And like, there's very few that take none at all. Yeah. Like, Marc Gasol takes four.
1: Yeah. You know what I mean? And Embiid is shooting threes. Ben is a point. Fascinating. Okay. Yeah, it's going be interesting to see. Uh, what else we got here? The Washington Redskins. Yeah. So I put <laughs> this on the list. Just a problematic team yeah. <laughs> name. Are there any team names in the league that you think are like, what's going on there? Uh, not really team names. I just sort of gave it to a disgraced organization. Okay. So, like, the, the bomber-led Clippers bounced out to me but he's gone now and the clippers have changed their reputation yes and it's down to dolan and the knicks yeah it's the snyder and the redskins comp yeah we're like nobody really wants to play for this fucked up guy
0: yeah oh that's a good call that's totally true yeah like where like the front office and like the ownership is actually keeping people away now the dysfunction is now like bleeding out to i would never why would i join that team right so I took it, that's that's totally appropriate. Yep. They could also be the Raiders. Mm-hmm. They, you know, just like we have them on the list as well. Just like. Used to be good. No used to be good. So. Just like, just bad. Mm-hmm. I went more with the name thing, where it was like the name of your team, obviously it's not offensive, but it makes no sense. There's no context to it anymore. Yeah. And it might surprise you, but it's your Los Angeles Lakers.
1: Oh, because there's no lakes in LA. Yeah. Well, how do you explain Silver Lake? Mmm, that's a reservoir. <laughs> There's Silver Lakers. That's a reservoir. <laughs> yeah, that's fun. That's the Los cool Angeles shirt. Silver
0: Lakers. I think you just made a lot of money. <laughs> um, but yeah, at some point, isn't, shouldn't there be a rebrand? They came from Minnesota, land of 10,000 lakes.
1: Listen, it's not going to be the Lakers that rebrand in L.A. Like, oh, okay. The, the fact that the Clippers haven't changed their name is absurd to me. How like, great
0: would it be if the Clippers changed their name to the Silver Lakers?
1: <laughs> oh, shit. I'd have to start rooting for <sighs> the them. The
0: Lakers and the Silver Lakers. They're already sort of the
1: hipster team. Right. They're all the transplants. Go all in. For them. The East Siders. I can't
0: believe there's not a Los Angeles Silver Lakers in my women's basketball league that I coach. That is so obvious.
1: Yeah. That would be a cool shirt. Yes. Anybody listening out there want to design an L.A. Silver Lakers shirt, yep. I would wear that. Okay. Same. Uh, But if we're talking about team names and mascots and city locations that have a very huge disconnect. Right. Nothing greater than the Utah Jazz. Jazz. The Jazz from New Orleans. The cool type of music. (gasps) Move to Utah, the whitest state. Right. And, right. like, let's
0: keep the Gregorian jazz. chant. <laughs> yeah. Jazz. Yeah. There is nothing jazzy about Mormon, Utah. That's great team. City specifically. Really great team, but yeah. not known for their just like Utah down south jazz. soulful. Yeah. Like black <laughs> owned. Black Mormons. Right. White Mormons. Mitt Romney. Greg Ostertag. <laughs> <laughs> Jazz. That's right. Okay. Very unjazzy. Um, One that I'm interested in um, yeah. that we have. I don't know. Are we going long? Should we try and wrap it up soon? Uh, we're going a little long, but we can get through the rest. Deshaun Jackson. Boban. What? Yeah. Deshaun Jackson had two bomb <laughs> touchdowns. He's known for his speed, hasn't missed a step, been in the league for seemingly 15 years right now. Yep. How Boban?
1: How <laughs> Boban? I'll tell you how I got there. Whenever I see a Deshaun Jackson Post route, is it? Is it yes. Which is the one where they just take off? Right down in the middle. No pump and go. You run as fast as you can. I always say the same thing. Why don't they do that every play? Okay. I even texted you recently. Yes. Just hire the fastest guy. Right. Have him sprint faster than anybody else. Right. And throw the ball to him. Uh-huh. He's, you know, twice, three, four times a game open. Uh-huh. It only has to work four times to average the most points in the NFL. Yeah. Yeah. The equivalent to me is why don't why don't the any basketball team hire the tallest guy? Okay, have him stand under the rim, right? And just put the ball in. Because it's working with Boban. Here's what I'll say about the Boban thing. He's got to play defense.
0: He's got to play defense first mm-hmm. off, and you can also push him off the block. It's like sure you can make get the tallest guy, but like put him next to a guy who's like angry and plays rough, and he'll yeah, just keep well, just
1: banging him out. Isn't there like an eight foot two? kid from romania that we can just plop under the rim who's like literally unguardable no i don't think he's unguardable you give him the ball and he can just put it in like he's picking a peach out of a tree
0: i think if you drive your shoulders into his back and you drive (laughs) your hips into his hips enough he'll be like i don't want to play this game anymore
1: okay so tell me about deshaun jackson why can't he run the post
0: route i think that he will if you ask him to run top speed every single play or in your mind every other play because you have some other Deshaun Jackson comp that you keep slotting in and out he will no doubt tear his ACL or hamstring doing that you can't ask a player to do that 40 times a game so who's
1: this kid from Baltimore that did this twice this year This uh, Hollywood Brown Hollywood Brown sick name (laughs) come on Marquise Hollywood Hollywood Brown. Brown So Sick. He will run a slant, and then if he's even with the D-back, it's a 70-yard sprint. Well,
0: slants are different. Slants, you can run every single play.
1: <laughs> right, but he uh, he caught it relatively on the go and outran everybody mm-hmm. else. Yeah. So isn't there something to just hiring the fastest receivers?
0: I think that you stumbled upon what is the closest you'll get to a coach agreeing with your philosophy, yeah. which is let's put our slant receivers in positions where, with one quick step, they can run as fast as they can, but they have the ball now. As opposed to making these guys run 55, 70-yard routes and consistently, and the ball is, like, maybe a little behind them, it's basically a 50-50 ball. You know, 50-50 it's like,
1: is great, though.
0: It's not in the NFL, because <laughs> the NFL is all about, like, reducing unforced
1: errors. Yeah, it's like it's a great quarterback anyway. just doesn't
0: throw an interception.
1: But you got to think of these bombs as punts, so you do it on third down. I guess you're acknowledging that this team,
0: this hypothetical team sucks in every aspect of the game. Yeah. Like you're assuming like we can't run the ball. We have no tight ends who can block. We just need to get somehow in one-on-one coverage because everything else about us <laughs> sucks. I think that a football team and coach tries to think about the
1: totality of the talent. Yeah, they want to get everyone involved and run interesting routes. And if we and can wear down the defense,
0: it's like one in the trenches. If the offensive line can just keep barreling this, like I think any coach's dream is to be able to just run the ball every single time. Yeah, they just they have a running. stronger line, and it's like, we'll just continually push. It's
1: war. We'll just keep pushing back until they're just done. And like the run's like up the middle. Kill me. I'm like, what were you hoping to get out of that? Yeah, your play that you ran was a guy running into the other twelve guys. That is like such a mom watching football. Uh, yeah,
0: it's a third and three and like I formation. Or, you just like go behind the center.
1: <laughs> am I just the Sean McVay reimagining the sure. game? Yeah, I bet if he did this fucking thing, he he get he signed Deshaun Jackson, right? Because Deshaun Jackson, every time I look up, he's doing this again. It's like this fifty-five yard You're over the shoulder grab. You're not crazy. You're not
0: crazy. <laughs> like the greatest show on turf, kind of ran an offense similar to this. There it right wasn't God. like. Az Hakeem and like Isaac Bruce and Tori Holt were just like only running post routes, but they were definitely running like 30 yard speed routes every single time. And it blitzed everybody.
1: Yeah. People just like couldn't keep up with it. And so it's like, like that's the play I ran on Blitz is the the Hail Mary.
0: Right. And if, if there's one thing we know, <laughs> NFL Blitz on uh, whatever Dreamcast you played was like the closest comp to NFL rules that we've ever seen. <laughs> so we agree. We agree. Wholeheartedly. Who's your Deshaun Jackson? My Deshaun Jackson is Derek Rose. Oh, a player who's like you could have retired by now, no mm-hmm. doubt, and we would remember you as a threat, like a really like slashy, awesome threat. They both have this like also like kind of like cat eyes, like tight <laughs> fades, like their faces, and like the way that they kind of like looked in the cameras, like cool. Yeah, I can't explain it exactly, but they like kind of have a cool
1: look to similar them. similar body type,
0: similar body type, similar slashing like whoa playmaking yeah. ability. Where like out of nowhere, suddenly you're like, they did what? Of yeah. course they did. <laughs> That's Derek, that's
1: Derek Rose to me. I like that. Who's, what team is he on now? Derek Rose? Yeah. Min- no, he was on Minnesota last year. Uh, he what, Detroit. Detroit? I believe he signed with the Pistons. Damn, this is like Iverson Pistons now. <laughs> where it's like, Iverson's on who?
0: Where point guards go to die. Oh, damn. Who else we got? Do we have any more on here? Uh, oh, we have one more. I don't know how interesting it is. Christian McCaffrey? Christian McCaffrey. Yeah. Did a- you go
1: white here? I wanted to, but same. then I was like, no, I can't. Nice. Yeah. Me too. <laughs> nice. And I got, this is, at this point, it's word association. Okay. Christian huh. McCaffrey. Okay. I, and I I don't even know what I was thinking when I wrote this, but I'll say it anyway. Same kind of. Yeah. <laughs> same kind of. What if we have the same <laughs> one? That would be rich. Uh, I, I highly doubt it. Yeah. Patty Mills? Patty
0: Mills. Interesting.
1: Yeah. Eric Bledsoe. Yeah. Why guess, Patty Mills? Patty Mills, just because, like, this guy, it isn't traditionally uh, known as a great player. Like, you don't think of a white running back. Right. You don't think of a small Australian point guard. Right. Right. But uh, I guess I've been watching a lot of FIBA highlights, I'm and like, he's Patty wrecking, Mills is killing. People. He's wrecking shit with his long hair. What is Patty happening? Patty Mills is just wrecking shit. Patty Mills, right. backup, uh, backup point guard for the Spurs. McCaffrey's just... legit too.
0: Yes, like he's like a, he can have a hundred receiving and hundred rushing easy. Same you know game. his dad is Ed McCaffrey. Of course. Yeah. yeah.
1: Went to Stanford.
0: Like and him at Stanford was like it was like it wasn't Reggie Bush at USC, but it kind of felt like it. Where it was like he's gone again. And he's it is, gone. It, he's it is gone. worth
1: gone. noting that he's white in and, a position that's very. Rarely white, totally, and running
0: back, not fullback like Mike Allstott. There's a couple of like those <laughs> bruisers that get the ball like twice a game. Yeah, he's like a running back, and like he... a twenty carry running back. Yeah, like what was and last... he's Jack.
1: Was there even a white running? Like who else? Can there I definitely even talk has about? been,
0: but like no one. He's like seems like the first name. Yeah, in like our generation at least, number one or two fantasy pick this year. Too. Yeah, like a total stud, jacked, jacked, second best player on his team, jacked, really good. All these kind of things. are like Bledsoe. Eric Bledsoe. Yeah, Eric Bledsoe stout. secretly a yeah, stout. Like, but like when he like holds the ball in triple threat, like he has biceps yeah. bulging. You know what <laughs> I mean? And when like uh, McCaffrey's running with the ball, his like bicep is helping tuck that ball in. Yeah, they're like not household names, but amongst the league, everyone knows they're very, very good. You think
1: McCaffrey can dunk? Yeah, a good question. How tall do you think he is? Like five nine taller yeah. than that Six i foot? bet he's five like 11 and i bet he can because when you're this fast and this strong right he's a super athlete it stands to reason you can dunk a basketball yeah that's a good call i'd give him the dunk yeah <laughs> do you think that eric bledsoe could rip off a 25 yard run in the nfl uh he definitely seems fast for a, a basketball player right and he seems very strong right maybe a wide receiver screen Ooh, that's fun yes yeah, so yeah a little like more space doesn't <laughs> have to find the holes the a gap and the b gap bounce back follow your lead Run down the sideline. That
0: is a fun game to play. Which is like, which NBA player would make the best tight end? Zion, Zion, LeBron, maybe. <laughs> yeah, it's now Zion, but like five years ago, like LeBron would have been the best tight end in the
1: NFL. Imagine Zion in the NFL, just like a six foot seven inch guy who can jump. Six 42 seven is inches. so
0: bananas. Yeah, that's the thing when you put him against these linemen and these players. It's like these guys aren't six eight. These guys are six two, three hundred pounds. You know what I mean? Six
1: seven. Yeah, and he can jump. Yeah. He can get, he can, he's another cheat code. Like, just get somebody that can jump higher than everyone else. That's
0: it. How do you defend that? Red zone, I mean, that was Tony (laughs) Gonzalez's whole career.
1: (laughs) He just stood taller than everyone else? He was a basketball
0: player. And then he was like, shit, I'll just jump over you in the end zone. I'll score 100 touchdowns. Yeah,
1: that was a thing. Antonio Gates played basketball too, right? There you go. Jimmy Graham. Yeah, I
0: mean, they're all tight ends. It makes perfect sense. Why not a seven foot two? it,
1: like Embiid? (sighs) Because you
0: could tackle him at the knees oh to see a seven footer go down is disgusting like i remember like not a fan of the dude anymore but chris taps man when he went down it was like ew yeah. it's too long that so, shouldn't be happening gross brittle yeah brittle bones so we don't need to see james harrison taking out bobon at the knee oh, oh. <laughs> uh,
1: all right that's all i had did you have any extras uh no that's what i got that's good Solid app, Solid app. We squeezed a lot of juice out of that.
0: Last time I was on the show, you said, do I have anything to plug? And I plugged my Venmo handle. Do you know how much money I made?
1: Uh, I want to say zero dollars. I made
0: one. You made a dollar. Made a dollar. Got two requests for five. (laughs) (laughs)
1: You lost. You lost nine dollars. Did not accept the requests.
0: (laughs) But I did get. And it was like, they were coming up the weirdest. Like, it'd be like 3 a.m. And I'd like wake up and be like, what the hell? And I'd be like... Rick Toxborough (laughs) requests $5. Oh,
1: fuck. Buckets. (laughs) Buckets. Uh, So do you want to shout out your Venmo again? At William underscore Scafuri. That's your Venmo. That's
0: my Venmo. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter. It's at Billy Scafuri. That's not as interesting. At William hyphen, or I think it's hyphen, (laughs) not underscore, hyphen. Williams Scafuri.
1: I wonder how much, like, what's the most amount of money made in like a Venmo esque scheme like this, mm. like a tweet that went viral with a Venmo handle. Yeah, you think would have the second? Like,
0: yeah, the response tens comment, of is-
1: thousands of people yeah. donating a buck to.
0: When Adam and I, I'll keep this tight, but Lustig and I, uh, hosts of the No Joke podcast, also check that out. Uh, were wrapping economists for this thing called Keynes and Hayek back of course, in the day. Of course, We got a lot of gifts. This is like PayPal, like not even Venmo. We would just get gifts from economists with sums of money, just gifts as thank
1: you for from your economists.
0: As just like thank you for your contribution to our like ongoing dialogue, <laughs> and one was a large sum of money. And I'll leave it at that.
1: I'll keep it vague. Did you have to pay taxes on it? We'll leave it at that. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know what we should give once is your like a uh, Litecoin wallet. Yes, that's a
0: tough. That's a tough combination. You want to write really this down?
1: Lowercase yeah. z, uppercase v, <laughs> right. eight nine two underscore. <laughs> right.
0: We're trying to stack LTCs though, folks. So if you got a couple spare
1: up on VR. He'll give you my wallet. Uh, sweet. Thanks again for coming by, Billy. Did it again. I can see in the distance the NBA season starting soon. Three weeks away. We won't even have to be talking about basketball. No, we will not. <laughs> we'll have training camps to get into.
0: Yeah, this is actually, it's probably the one year
1: anniversary right around, right? Yeah, the end of August last year was um, the launching point for Buckets. First episode we ever did was the height episode. Was that? I think it was the height. The
0: first one. Powerhouse entrance. Wow. Creating a whole new (laughs) dynamic to this basketball
1: podcast. Good on you. Sometimes about football. Great job. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And we'll be back soon enough, I'm sure. Sounds good. Thanks again. Bye.
0: That was a HeadGum Podcast.